Thanks for joining us here at WagerAger. D-Nice, back with the Bet Crushers. JJ, Yanni. Yanni, you're in the south. It's cold up here. Still warm down there? It's, uh, we're looking at 80 degrees for New Year's <laughs> Eve, so we're, we're looking forward to it. I'm not sure why that's my crutch to start every podcast with that, with a weather <laughs> update, just to piss myself off, JJ. But that's kind of what I if, go to. Just look, just if to you're dream not of what it, I could have. Exactly. If you're not, if if we're if we're doing this in May or June, and you're still leading off with that with Yanni, we're going to think it's a crutch. But otherwise, yeah, right. it's just wishful thinking for us up here. Yeah, but it's like I just want to hear about the weather. I'm not going on like any vacations right now. Like the past few years, <laughs> I was had like Bahamas, Virgin Islands, yep. Tampa to go to Clearwater, see the Philly Spring Training. I have nothing on the books right now. I'd be going down to Yanni's here in a few weeks to watch the Super Bowl, but. God. I got to like lock Damn myself it. up for two weeks afterwards if I do that. You know. <laughs> right? Quarantine. Speaking of Super Bowl, are they going to allow fans in the game? Allow fans in Tampa? Probably because it's in oh, Florida. Yeah. Just socially yep. distant. <laughs> just pack the stadium. Fuck it. Oh, they're, uh, I mean, you know, the Bucks have been, I think, allowing up to 15,000. 15,000? So, yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. assuming they'll extend that a little bit for the Super Bowl. So, uh, should be good to go. You know, we've talked about it on your pod before. The governor here, man, he doesn't care. He's... He's COVID doesn't forward. exist. <laughs> COVID never existed in Florida. Good to go. Good to go. I'm sure we'll talk about plenty more COVID for the next year before it's eradicated from the vaccine. <laughs> but let's talk week 17. We took a break in week 16, Christmas, all that good stuff. We'll go hard in the playoffs. We made it to week 17. For a while, guys, I thought that we'd have a week 18. They, they were you know, moving games to Tuesdays and Wednesdays. was like, okay, we're going to add an eighth team and get to week 18. That's uh, knock on wood unless you know things really hit the fan in the next 48 hours. We're good here. We made it. Great betting season for you guys. There's a lot of games that we could talk about. There's games because there's 14 teams that make the playoffs. There's so many playoff implications. My Eagles are not. Well, no, they are involved in a game that has playoff implications, but they're not going to be in the playoffs. We'll probably skip over that one, but we'll hit on the ones that I know that you guys want to talk about. We'll mix and match some others like Miami and Buffalo, Bills Mafia, Yanni. You guys are looking really good right now. I mean, that that looks awesome. you got to be pumped. Bills Mafia is fired up right now. I, I uh, It's just such a – it's almost an awkward feeling to be heading into the postseason and actually – Feel confident, feel good, feel excited. I mean, it's been so long. So look, looking been, forward to to getting in there and seeing what we can do. It's been 25 years. It's a shame that there will be any fans. Maybe they'll sneak into a parking lot or two in Orchard Park. But they did announce today they're allowing 6,700 fans in for the playoff game. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Nice. Maybe 6,700 will nothing, turn yeah. into – Yeah, it could turn into 20,000 if they sneak in. Just, Just <laughs> – rush into the stadium because you can't control them, especially if there's some heavy snow going on. Just say, fuck it, just head into the stadium. I mean, first time in 25 years that they've had a great shot. So let the fans do what they want to do. Okay, enough of me talking. Let's get into Yanni's favorite play of the week. And I know that it surrounds in the uh, Seattle-San Francisco game. Seattle favored by six. They've got the NFC West lead right now, right? Because the Rams are, I don't know what they're doing right now. Six point lead. I don't think it's six and a half anywhere. Eh, six and a half. No, not not six and a half at all. Over under 46. Yanni, take it away from here. I know you like something here. Well, this is my favorite play of the week, although I, I guess I should preface that by saying my favorite play from last week did not hit. So, you know, we'll we'll do that with full transparency. Yeah, here, tomato, but, tomato. Hey, you know, it, it happens. Overall, we had a good week. It's just kind of ironic when your favorite one doesn't hit. So, anyways, um, that's what you know, happens. It, it works that way. You guys know. So 
Let's oh, take yeah. a look at this game here. So obviously Seahawks are still technically alive for the number one seed in the bye, right? It requires them to win and the Packers to lose. Not impossible. Um, you know, obviously no. it's it's tough to see Green Bay losing, but certainly not impossible. They're playing in a game against the Bears that they need to win, um, you know, divisional games. So when you look at this, it's it's a mismatch. And I think that you know, the, the play that I like in this, and I looked at this game really closely here, and I think there's several plays. Number one, I think you can tease the Seahawks, right? An obvious six-point teaser there, but that's not what I'm looking to do with this one. I may have a, a separate teaser bet with it, but what I really like on this is the San Francisco 49ers team total under 20.5, and I'll just lay it out real quickly here. So early in the year, we heard some things about the Seahawks potentially having one of the worst defenses ever. Right. You know, week four, five, six, oh, yeah. they, they were giving up 40 points a game, getting lit up in the passing game. And, and it was just it was an ugly defense. Well, fast forward to where we've been the last month or so here. Let me give you this here. The Seahawks have not given up more than 17 points in five straight games. So the last five weeks, they've got the lowest points allowed in the NFL. So this is not a, a, a crappy defense that we saw early in the year. This is a defense that's playing well. That addition of Carlos Dunlap, huge, gives them huge. a legitimate edge rush, pass rusher. Uh, and obviously, Jamal Adams getting healthy and, and you know, him playing is, is huge. So what do the Niners like to do, right? They want to run the football. They want to, you know, establish that. That's how they win. That's how they have to win. Well, what do the Seahawks do really, really well? They stop the run. So you got a little bit of strength on strength. But again, when you kind of look at the trend here, Seattle should be able to handle this. Uh, the Niners are going to be rolling with Jeff Wilson. He's played great the last two weeks. I give the guy credit. I give the I give the Niners a lot of credit. But mm-hmm. do we really think in a game that Seattle needs to win that CJ Beathard is going to come in there and light things up? Now keep in mind sure the Niners only the Niners only average twenty two and a half points a game on the season. I believe to, to to begin with, so twenty and a half isn't a stretch against a team that that hasn't given up more than seventeen. When you look at the matchup, I think Jamal Adams is going to live in that box. It's going to be eight and nine man fronts. They're going to dare the Niners to throw who no, no Brandon Ayuk, no Debo Samuel. Is Kendrick Bourne going to stretch the field there? I mean, who's making plays in that Niners passing game for CJ Beathard? So anyways, that's my spiel on that. I think the Niners struggle to score. I think, I don't think that, I don't even know that they'll get to 17, but I definitely don't think they're going to get to 21. That's exactly what I was about to say. It seems like a game that it's 31-17 and the season head out from there. You brought some great stats there. I didn't realize. I mean, Seattle really hasn't been giving up points. The last time that they gave up over 30 was against the Buffalo Bills, it looks like. And yeah, since that Philly game where they worst backdoor cover of all time, unless you bet on the Eagles on that Monday Night Football game more than a month ago now, 17-17. Three fifteen nine. I mean, this defense after those trades and after they got healthy has really shown up. San Francisco averaging twenty three and a half points per game, but that's front loaded. That's definitely front loaded. They have a ton of injuries. I think they just kind of want to move on at this point. I mean, they've tried hard, but this is kind of one of those points. You've got so many injuries. Seattle's got guns blazing right now. They're not going to be held back. They can get that one seed. JJ, I didn't expect the Seahawks to have a shot at the one well, seed heading into this, but you know, yeah, but even so you got to figure, you know, they are going to be playing hard. Um, and, you know, motivation is all, always one of those things that gets thrown around, but the bottom line is their defense has been performing. So even if they take it easy on offense and, you know, they're not trying to blow them out and they sure. just want to get the win, the defense is what we're concerned about with this play. And, you know, that just makes a ton of sense with 
Adam's pretty much living in the box and then Dunlap, just like you said, I mean, those of us who, you know, are Bengals fans are familiar with the team. You know, we've been watching this guy for years and, you know, guys like him and Geno Atkins, you know, rarely got as much credit as they, as they deserved. And now he's on a team that's, you know, making a Super Bowl run. Exactly. Um, in essence. And he's really, you know, doing his thing. It's, it's, it's good to see. You kind of like that to, you know, for Seattle to go from what many consider to be the worst defense in the league to being one that's definitely holding its own with um, a potent offense in front of them. So. Seattle, a team that's had like a tail of three seasons. They started what undefeated six and zero. Russ was MVP. I mean, I didn't think Russ was. And then he was a turnover machine. And then he was a turnover yeah. machine. And that was their second season. Now all of a sudden it's almost quiet, right? Because the yep. Rams have faded. We'll talk about futures in our next podcast that we'll record, but we might want to take a look at Seattle there. I don't have any Seattle exposure. I probably should have bought low. I've bought low in a couple teams this season, but Seattle wasn't one of them. I like this play here for the Niners not to get to 21 against Seattle. So, okay, we'll move on to the next game. Let's do JJ, you pick the next game that we want to cover here. It could be a teaser angle. I know that uh, Yanni has an angle that we'll get to probably last, but you've named the game. We'll go from there. It can be anything except Philly, Washington. I don't want to talk about that. We go to Soldier Field. <laughs> Let's go Soldier Field. Let's go Soldier to Soldier Field. Field. Green Bay, I'll, five and a half. Here's what's favorites. up. This one's, this one's on the fringe for me for a number of reasons, not just numbers-wise, um, but also – exactly what's going on the narrative side of it and that involves Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams and one of the uh I'd say maybe the NFC version of the Buffalo Bills where the offense is just clicking and has just been blowing up and looking great prime time everything um and there's no reason there's no logical reason to think it's going to be otherwise against a depleted Chicago secondary right um, and, you know, they played earlier in the season, 41-25. Green Bay took care of business. Number flew over. Mitch Trubisky back in the fold. He's there today. He threw two picks in, in the uh, their earlier meeting, three touchdowns, but Aaron Rodgers blew up with four touchdowns. Both running backs did well, and I think you can make the strong case that the Chicago Bears secondary is even worse. But – I'm, I'm looking under. This number has only gone up from about a 50 open to 52. There's no weather really in sight, at least the way we're looking at it right now, Wednesday evening for the Sunday game. But weather looks fine. Both of these teams are acclimated to this uh, temperature and everything. But it's Soldier Field. It's December. Um, they're both fighting, um, you know, one with a different motivation than the other. But they both uh, could stand to win this game. Uh, one fighting for their playoff life and the other for, you know, seating and rest and that advantage. I'm looking under here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to pull the trigger. Maybe if something ticks up a little more, it might be a game day play for all that matter. Um, as we look at the Mitch Trubisky and Aaron Rodgers really airing it out and doing well. But I've actually kind of discredited um, especially the Chicago Bears the last three or four weeks for just oh, so strength, strength so of their I. competition. Yeah. So some of the, some of the, uh, you know, kind of aggregated totals I've adjusted for the games anywhere from just under four points a game to one where it was just over seven points a game. So it really brings kind of the, the scale of what they've been doing down a little bit. Um, and to a much minor degree, Green Bay a little bit. Um, but that said, this this is this is danger another sixty six point total again. 
Um, but I think like all the factors seem to line up towards, you know, 52 being a nice uh, ceiling to go under. But we'll see if I can get there. I, I may be patient and see if it goes up a little more, grab a hook, maybe get another point or so. Speaking of teams that have a tale of two or even three seasons, that's the Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears. went to five and one. Everybody knew that they were overrated. They lost six yeah. in a row, right? Six in the a row. Schedule yeah. eased up too. Got to five and seven. Schedule definitely eased yeah. up. I was talking yeah. with you guys offline that what Chicago is the only team to score more than thirty in the four straight weeks in the past four weeks, yeah. and then Yanni brought up, "Hey, but take a look at their competition," and that's exactly right. It. Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, they, Jacksonville. I mean, if you're yeah. not putting up more than 27-30, you got a problem. They choked the the Lions game away. They they gave it yeah. back to oh, yeah. the Lions who took it. They took it from in week one. So. And just think, if they didn't choke that game away, they'd be sitting pretty. I don't know if they'd be clinched right now, maybe, but they'd be sitting pretty good right now. I mean, but there's a lot I of can't that. Believe that they're in this. Think about it. Just the Rams. The Rams shouldn't be in this position, right? I have no idea how but, they have you know, lost to the Jets miss. and laid an egg last week. Uh, you there know, we were talking teams. about Indy. There were five teams that could have clinched last week, and none of them did. So, you know, that it makes for a good week 17 anyhow. It really does. I can't even wrap my head around all the playoff scenarios. We could have, what, an 11-win team miss the playoffs in the AFC still, right? Yeah, I'm looking at it here. Miami, they could get to 11. Baltimore, I don't see them losing. Indy, 11-5. and One of these teams is probably going to be the Cleveland Browns, like losing as a 10-point favorite, missing the playoffs. But, (laughs) But I like that angle. I like that angle. Do we want to touch quickly on Steelers Browns? It can be two minutes. Do we think that this point spreads a little bit, you know, too much? It's 10, 10 and a half. Some places points over under 42. I mean, I know that Pittsburgh's benching Roethlisberger. They're going to sit some guys. They can't sit the whole team and I'll kick it over to you, Yanni. I mean, I'm not going to touch it. I'm probably not going to touch it, but 10 just seems like a lot for a Pittsburgh defense that, can still get the job done to a certain extent. And over under 42 is very low for that high of a spread too. Yeah, I, I'll just say this. If if it weren't the Cleveland Browns, I think you would look on paper and say that the Browns should roll and cover a huge spread, right? You, you know, you look at this and say, yeah, it's 10, 10 and a half, but Cleveland's got everything to play for. They're going to have their team, you know, back and mostly healthy. Obviously, as you mentioned, Pittsburgh's sitting a lot of people are going to be sitting some folks it's the Browns though. And they're playing the Steelers, right? You know, do, do you trust the Browns? Tonight. No, it, it look, I look at that game and I actually like the Browns over total. It's 26 and a half. I mean, their offense can score, right? I, I think especially that, when they have wide receivers. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, that'll, that'll help. But you yeah, know, you look at the Steelers since they've had injuries to their linebacking core and that their run defense hasn't been nearly as stout as it was earlier in the year. and normally is, Um, You know, they've been a little bit susceptible in the passing game. So you look at that Browns and you're like, man, Nick Chubb, he should have a huge game. He and Kareem Hunt didn't do much last week against the Jets. And I look for a bounce back. But like JJ said, I'm not touching this game, man. I don't trust that Browns team Mm -hmm. going against the Steelers in a must must win. And like you said, the Steelers can't sit everybody, right? They're going to have some guys (laughs) playing. So I'm going to stay away from it. I think that spread is – it's just I don't see how you can realistically want to play that game unless you – you know, literally are throwing a dart at a board there. Well, and there's there's also something to keep an eye on. I thought this morning I had, I had heard or maybe even read that a couple of the uh, members of the secondary, uh, Cleveland secondary, was being held out for contact tracing or co- something COVID-related. 
So if it that is that could just be bad, like that could develop could into a situation where you don't yeah. want to be, you know, laying the 10, 10 and a half. You definitely don't want to be. I just how, how I salty know. are Browns fans that the NFL bent over backwards for the Ravens a few weeks back? <laughs> yeah. you know, Push games to Tuesdays, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, we got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the Browns here, it's like, hey, man, we don't care if you don't have any like, active right. receivers you're playing. Yeah. Yep, I guess you can't have half your team. I guess you're going to probably have half your team gone again in week 17 <sighs> all of a sudden. Row, surprise, yeah. surprise. And it's just – they got to be pissed because I'm not going to say that they had that game against Baltimore. It was that two or three weeks back on Monday night football. They had a lead there. They put up a 42 spot, then up oh, blowing the it. Yeah. And the Ravens come back. It was the game where nobody knew what happened to Lamar. And they don't know if he was going to the bathroom or just <laughs> tweak something. He came back, won the game. They were cruising. That offense was cruising. And for a while, people said, what's wrong with the Browns offense? It was like, well, look at the games we're playing in 45 mile an hour wins, 50 mile an hour wins, yeah. pouring rain. Also, the Raiders got, game was a wind game, too. Right, right. 16 to 6. Yeah. Throw that one out. They gained some traction. They put up what 41 spot, I think, against Tennessee, 42, and they lost. The Giants game was 20 to 6. It was tough to watch. It's a win, though, right? Didn't score, but it's a yeah. win. And then you take away their wide receivers. It's like, how do they bounce back in this? I'm not a Baker fan. I mean, I'm I'm not a Baker fan. I like his commercials sometimes. Commercials <laughs> are good. Yeah the, yeah, the commercials are good. He's good at home, and as we've said all year, watch out on the road. It usually doesn't go too well. I don't know. I hope for Browns fans' sake that they make the playoffs, but I could see this just crumbling. Like it's either going to be Browns or Dolphins yeah. missing, and those poor fan bases aren't going to get probably what they deserve, which is a playoff spot. Although with Miami, they should have never benched. Fitzpatrick and just play two of the whole way, but that's neither here nor there. He's the reliever. I heard he's, somebody saying he's that. the fourth he's the quarter reliever. reliever. He might save the day again this week. Who knows? Who knows? Jeez. Let's do um stay in AFC North. We're gonna do Ravens. And I know Yanni has an angle on this one. So what's this? A 14-point spread, 13-point spread against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's what at three wins, or are they at four because they got that Pittsburgh win? No, three wins. They somehow beat Pittsburgh. Playing Baltimore. Three wins in a tie. Three wins in a tie. The only two teams that have ties are my Eagles and the Bengals. (laughs) Um, And your Bengals, right? So two teams Mm -hmm. there. Baltimore, Yanni, let us know here. Baltimore's cruising right now, and they need to win this game, right? Yeah, you know, I think everybody's saying they they look like the Ravens from a year ago, right? There was the kind of steamroll in the league, and Lamar Jackson's doing his thing, and you know, I think that's going to continue this week, right? I mean, there's no reason to believe that it wouldn't. Obviously, the Ravens are still fighting for their playoff lives. They need to win. Um, you know, look, the Bengals have played surprisingly well the last couple of weeks, right? Um, you know, they, they're out there fighting. I, I give them credit. It's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of Bengals fans. They're not real happy because they think it's going to save Zach Taylor's job, which they don't want, um, you know, but, <laughs> but I, I think it comes to an end here, right? Last game of the season. And, and look, I think you could make the case of laying the huge number, but you know, I got burned on your podcast a couple of weeks ago with the Steelers doing that. Right. So I think we, we all we go did. Back to a, yeah, yeah, we, we, we go did. back a little bit. We to all the, loved it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got to go back a little bit to the the traditional handicapping, which is you don't lay two touchdowns in an NFL game, right? You just don't <laughs> do that. And, and look, do I think the Ravens are going to win by more than two touchdowns? I do, but I'm not laying that number. What I do think is, or what I do like in this though, is another team total, and that's Baltimore over 27 and a half. I love it. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I, it. I mean, I just don't see how they don't get to 30 points in this game. That Bengals defense we know is not great. 
Uh, we watched what Houston did to him a week ago. I mean, David Johnson looked like old David Johnson running through, you know, huge holes, big gains. I think with the way that Ravens offense is clicking, they're at least getting to 30 points. Now, it's possible the Bengals may not score in that game, right? I mean, it, you know, Baltimore's D is playing a little bit better. But you know what? The Bengals offense looked good last week. I know it was the Texans. So rather than laying those points with Baltimore and, and maybe getting backdoored or, you know, something like that there, I'm thinking the Ravens are going to hit 30 points here. I like them over 27 and a half. I think they get there. And to be honest with you, I think they get there pretty easily. I agree with you. I'm going to bet it as soon as we're finished here. Baltimore cruising ever since that. Was it a Wednesday afternoon game against Pittsburgh, 1914, where they came back and covered yes. that spread? I think they screwed me it on that, It was the too. week of football, Pittsburgh. the NFL, yeah. every, like every, every right. day almost. Pittsburgh screwed me in so many spots. But since that point, 34 points, 47, as we talked about, against Cleveland, 40 against Jacksonville, 27 against the Giants. They probably could have scored some more last week. The Giants don't have a bad defense, though. And technically, the Giants are playing for everything. They keep playing for everything and keep losing. But the Giants are playing for a lot here in this spot i love this i I definitely think that they go over and speaking of futures and we'll talk about them ravens i picked them up at nine to one didn't put a lot on it nine to one to win the afc i think they're at seven and a half to one right now to win the afc this is something that we can talk through this is the kind of team that you want to bet on getting hot into the playoffs i don't like when they're down in the game and you would think that maybe in the playoffs they'll find themselves maybe even round one in a situation where they're down, and let's see if they can climb out of it. But, hey, they climbed out of it against Cleveland, right? And they didn't even have Lamar for six, eight minutes of game time in that game. So what you got to look at with this team is, you know, football, unlike baseball or basketball, there's no seven-game series. I mean, I, I trust a lot of teams in the AFC to handle the Ravens in a best of seven But in one game, people have been saying it in the media. You don't want to play that team in a one-game series because, you know, if Lamar does his thing, busted plays, whatever, they can beat anybody in this league in a one-game series. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. And if if their offense is executing, they just grind the game down, keep the ball. I mean, we were watching that when we were kind of sweating that that, uh, under last week, you know, and uh, we got the miracle goal line stand. But that was the whole thing was, man, these guys, okay, opening drive touchdown by Baltimore, no problem. That's not that big of a deal because they took seven and a half minutes off the clock. But it, it's like, well, you know what? If they score every time they get the ball, this could be trouble. <laughs> right, right. You know, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, they could okay. definitely take over the game. I'm really interested and I'm really intrigued to see the Ravens in the playoffs. I was getting a little bit scared and not because I'm a Ravens fan, but I didn't want to see them miss the playoffs. And there were situations yeah. and scenarios if all those teams didn't lose when they had the opportunity to wrap things Thankfully, up. Last they still week. could yeah. miss the playoffs, right? Still You're could right. miss. Yeah. They, they'd have to lose, but they control their own destiny right now because they have the tiebreaker against Cleveland. But, but I'd, hey, honestly, weeks ago, I'd rather I'd rather watch them in the playoffs, just playoff football, hard-nosed playoff football than the, than the Colts, to be honest with you. Nothing, nothing see- against the Colts, but as far yeah. as the team and that they do have the talent and the assets, you know, Indy does too, but they're just a better team and they can dominate games. I mean, they are a legitimate contender. So it'd be, a, it would be a shame to see them miss out. Couldn't have said it better. You want to see them in the playoffs. Let's wrap this up with just going through some teaser angles. I mean, there there are teaser plays that you could play this week. I mean, there's there's always great angles. Some weeks we think they're great and they don't pan out. But I think that this week, Tampa Bay would be a teaser angle, right? Six and a half point favorite against Atlanta. Atlanta's doing the thing that they used to do with Dan Quinn. And it's like, 
you guys are all of a sudden here late in the year, like you're, you're contenders, <laughs> yeah. like, like you, you want to win six games now and ruin your draft spot. But I think that Tampa takes care of business there. Tampa, I guess, could slip to a six seed, I think. So I guess they're still playing for a little bit. They know that they're not going to have a first round playoff game, but I guess you want to have as high of a seed as possible. New Orleans. Well, they, six and, oh, so no, yeah, good. Let me just pause you real quick there, D, because one thing, this is an important game for Tampa on that seeding because whether if they win this game, they're likely getting the NFC East, right? And four versus five, right? Right. So if you're Tampa, you want to yeah. play the Giants or the Cowboys <laughs> or the or Washington. Yes. If they lose, <laughs> they got to go potentially to Seattle um, or to New Orleans, right? Or yeah. you know, and, and so okay. if you're yeah, if so they don't Tampa, want that. Yeah, I mean, do you want to go to Seattle or New Orleans, just... or do you want to go to the NFC? So I think yeah. this, this is a must win for Tampa, honestly, because that basically gives them a first round buy. I mean, yeah. if you want to look at it that way. It very well could, unless they go into you know the Meadowlands and almost blow the game like they did the first time. But <laughs> but that's why, I, they, that's why Dallas needs to win the division for the you know so they can play indoors and no big deal, no concerns about weather. Um, and then cash your your ticket for Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East, right? There you go. Gosh, yeah, there you go. that was one okay. of my best, one of my worst decisions in the off season, but. Still might come through. Might be a great. You're decision. right. I, I can't believe it. Yeah. Still when might Dak come went through. down, I, yeah. I just figured whatever. So Tampa, we definitely like because they're playing for a lot, really, in that case. I mean, Green Bay's five and a half point favorite. I don't recommend teasing through zero. If they end up as six and a half, seven point favorites, you could sell me on teasing Green Bay. Seattle, I think we already talked about them being a potential teaser. Like, I know I'm missing something. The Saints and the Titans, right, would be two good teaser legs. Yeah, I, I like the Titans here. You know, I I, I mean, that game's most likely going to get way up there in the score. Let's see, over under 56, I think, or something, you know, crazy like that. And chances are, yeah, it's probably wow. gonna, if, if I had to guess, it's probably going to go over. But I think, again, Titans playing for everything. And you guys heard J.J. Watt came out with this, hey, we, we better play hard. And and I do think the Texans will come out and give it a, a game effort. You know, I, I don't think it's game, gonna, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. But, you know, that being said – chances are the Titans are going to cover and, and win, but Houston has played these teams tough and we know they can score points. So I think you get the Titans down to minus one and a half. I just can't see them losing this game. I don't see how the Texans can, I mean, literally Derrick Henry could easily have 250 yards rushing in this yeah. game. And and I, oh, yeah. I would not be shocked. You know, I, again, I, I mentioned it last week and I lost it because I bet his over against the Packers and unfortunately the game script didn't go according to plan there. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, his over-under is probably going to be 120 yards rushing this week and I'm going over on I'm betting over. Oh, absolutely. I'm taking it might be a two-unit play for me because they're just absolutely gonna man. Ride I, him I'm into just, the playoffs. It's not often that you look at an NFL game and say, "Yeah, this guy's probably going to get 200 yards rushing." But if, <laughs> if you ever do, it's this game. It's I mean, right here in Week well, 17. Right on cue today, I got my. I uh, finally mailed in my ticket from the Derrick Henry over against the Patriots in last year's playoffs that I had from Atlantic <laughs> City. I never made it back there this year, and I, in the mail today, I got my check. <laughs> nice. So yes. Let's do this. He owes us one. Actually, it wasn't his fault. He ran fine. Tammy yeah, Hill oh, just screwed yeah. the pooch. Yeah, I like it, and I love the fact that JJ was just holding the check in the air, right <laughs> yeah, there. like just just today. sitting there, just yeah. the it's, late Christmas gift. I almost New ran Year's into gift. the three hundred sixty-five day expiration. So <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost, but not quite. Yeah. Fellas, bet crusher fellows, JJ and Yanni, plug some stuff for the weekend, and then I think we're going to do some futures action on our next pod. 
That sounds good. We're going to have an article out here shortly with a few plays. Uh, we'll have some props later in the week and follow us at the Bet Crushers and looking forward to talking some futures. Got some good stuff to talk about there. Profitable season for the Bet Crushers, right? More than 60% for props, I think I saw. 62%, 65% or something like that. Love the props. It's tough, yeah, to, we're about tough to 62. beat that. Yeah, 62 on props. I think we're what, JJ, 56 right now on plays, 55, yeah. 50. Yep, 55, just solid. So overall, it's been a weird profitable. season, but I, I, I mean, I always play Yanni's plays, and I have you know some of my own that I do on the side or whatever. But this has been a season where I just don't feel like there's been back to back terrible weeks or anything. No. It's just been a pretty no. smooth season, to be honest with you. I, I'm appreciative of that. The games, the days have been exciting you know, to watch the games and everything and sweat and all, all that. But for the most part, from week to week, I've, I've been feeling really positive about just how everything's going. Well, we, we've talked on your podcast, D-Nice, about, you know, this season in particular. We've stayed away from a lot of straight against the spread plays, right? I mean, we haven't talked about a lot of those over the season, and we haven't played a lot of them, to be honest. We've it's been, been a few weeks, I don't think, yeah, a lot of like since we've and, played, yeah, yeah, yeah totals, yeah. team totals. Teasers, Sometimes we I mean, strip it out to, yeah, teasers, exactly, exactly. So, Anyways, I think uh, with, with 2020 being what it is, it had to be a little bit creative, kind of reinvent yourselves, and, and we tried to do that, and we've had a pretty good run looking forward to the playoffs. So we've, we've murdered the playoffs the last few years, so we're looking forward to hopefully doing that again. Had a great playoff season last year. I don't even know if I was talking to you guys at that point, but I held my own in that one, so I'm looking forward to joining forces. I would have had a great week 16 also if I just kept up with Yanni's plays, but instead I got drunk and made some bad plays. <laughs> There's always one holiday weekend where you like consume a little too much on a Sunday, and then you look down and you're like, what the fuck did I do? Like, <laughs> you're like, why did I bet Titans – on a tease and the team total over and the Eagles and all these other things. It's like, Oh Jesus. Hey, I missed those. And I was sober. So, you know, whatever you want. So maybe I feel a little bit better now, but that's not going to happen. It just let loose holiday season, rough 2020. And yeah, Monday morning was rough for a couple of reasons. One, you feel bad because you drank Two, You're like, Oh man, what did I bet? But check your accounts. Exactly. If I just stuck with Yanni's plays, it would have been good to go. All right, fellas. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Thanks.